0: That album podcast, album-oriented rock format, hosted by Shay. international music coverage of rock, hot drops played in local music scenes, the street-level opinion of music you should hear. We all need some real rock and roll in our lives. That album is an independent Canadian broadcast, bringing the best of unsigned, underground, independent rock to you. Enjoy.
1: Hi, y'all. This is Shay. Welcome to That Album Podcast. On-air rock and roll indie, from my pad to yours, over the airways. Charlie Aiken and I, Charlie from RH2, and also co-host of That Album Podcast, speak with Lucas Santoni and Andrew Baskin. From the Vogue Villains Band, Incredible Bang and Rock and Roll, and we're going to be spinning two great tracks and learning a bit more about the band. Thank you for tuning in, and cheers. Hi, we're here on The Album Podcast, me and co-host Charlie Aiken. Hey. Welcome. Hi, Charlie.
2: How's it going, Shay?
1: Yeah, it's going pretty good. Pretty good good sun to
2: shine in here, i got to tell you. And yeah. our good friends Lucas and Andrew are shining along with it. Hello, hello!
1: Fabulous, fabulous
0: from the Vogue Villains. Yeah, thank you for having us.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Listen to took a spin on the music this morning with the uh, two tracks again. Um, actually, listened to them a couple times. "Tastes Like Sin" and "Bleed" we're going to be listening to today, and talking about what the band has been up to. Uh, in preparation for their upcoming album, Built on Bones, uh, date not release. But first off, can we hear a bit about the band?
3: Just in general, what kind of My band husband, we are?
1: Yeah, no, uh, well... Uh, you, well, the musical tell that, huh? But
4: <laughs> I, was like, would who say, is the bold villain, yeah, like, right? yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Who is it? I, I shouldn't do the, that to people. A general <laughs> question. How did the band? How did you guys get together? Because honestly, I listen to the music. And typically, with a rock band, you can base, you can pretty much tell their influences, right? Um, yeah. and uh, there was so much that was coming at me is incredible music but it's always like sometimes I felt it was punk sometimes it was hard rock sometimes it was not some classic riffs like I I kind of like to know how you got together and how you brought this down
3: yeah, well, we together. like to we like to uh I think when we originally got together it was just Lucas and I and um and the idea was um I remember saying to him because I'd grown up playing in bands and he had been in bands and I just remembered saying I'm tired of being put in a box. I don't want to be in a punk band. I don't want to be in a rock band. I don't want to be in a metal band. I just want to be in a band and do whatever we want to do. I want no, no saying of like, cause I've been in bands where I'm just like, Hey, I wrote this song. And they're like, ah, well, it's not punk. And you're like, well, it's music. And they're like, yeah, well, it's not punk. So you can't do it. So when really? we got together, we said, yeah, exactly. And so we said no rules. And that's kind of where this came from, whatever we're feeling and whatever we think is best for this is what comes out. And that's why I think it, it. we get so many sounds coming out of it.
0: Yeah. And Andrew and I grew up in the same sort of small town musical scene, and we were always a fan of each other's music for years and years, but we had never played together, or done anything together. So it just uh, worked out quite well when we actually linked up and started writing together and like throwing his old songs and my old songs at each other and seeing what happened and uh, yeah, and it then was making new ones, making new ones, yeah, pretty
3: quickly.
1: <laughs> so you both grew up in Campbell River, B.C. Yep. Yeah. Hey, what's that That's all what
3: about? about? No, I mean, when I grew up, there was still somewhat of a scene. I feel like there was still like a punk and a metal scene kind of going on, but yeah. now it's nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Back in the day, because I grew up in the island as well, I grew up in Qualicum Beach. Uh, there used to be two big major nightclubs in Campbell River. Yeah. Uh, I think they were called People's. People's, yeah, People's Cabaret. And it yeah. was huge. And all the rock bands would come through, you know, Loverboy, April Wine, all the... You really? know, my rock star group, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, back in the day, they had quite a, a decent uh, music scene up there, just you know, for the waterfront town as well, right? I mean, it's a logger yeah. town, right? So, yeah, it's a logger town. For so, sure. it's a bit of a redneck town, you know? But other than that, they did have a great, great music scene at that I, time.
3: The the Peoples People's turned into the Voodoo eventually. And I played the Voodoo... Five times before, like it totally shut down. Yeah, I never got paid once. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a guitar. <laughs> I, oh my the god! Next, the next day, I came home after a gig and was just like, "All right, so there's something missing, my guitar." And I, I get a hold of them. They're like, Man, "I don't know, we're not responsible for that." I'm like, oh. "But I didn't even." It was my spare guitar. It was like it didn't even leave the green room, though. I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> never found it again. So it was,
0: brutal. So I <laughs> yeah. thought that was
3: interesting.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: So, Interesting wow. place for music. There's lots of talent in Campbell River too. No like mean, we know so many people who are just incredible, but for some reason, um, there's just not much of a, a scene going on. Well there's not a lot of places to play
2: anymore. There are zero all, places and especially in Campbell River, right? You know, it's yeah. it's they've lost a lot, right? Yeah. As far as the places that were there. Yeah. I mean Courtney's in the same breath now. You know, they're losing places left, yeah. right, and center. So I think I think that's happening everywhere. We know. get
3: mistaken constantly. Like when we for so long, people just assume we're from Nanaimo. They're like, yeah. "Oh, you're, uh, it's your hometown Nanaimo or your hometown Victoria, hometown Vancouver." Yeah. We get said that or said to us a lot, and that's
0: just yeah. not true. Yeah.
3: But they, we we've played Campbell River three times. Uh, I think so. Yeah, in five years. Yeah, yeah, through, yeah, yeah. Through, yeah. 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 We and, sold out uh, when we did, and it was right. great. And then we played with you guys in Cumberland, right. which is close to us. Right. Um, and we sold out there as well, and that's great, but that's what happens when you don't play every two yeah, exactly. years.
2: Yeah. Well, Nanaimo's kind of that hub closest to us too, right, as far as the music scene does go. The nearest that's, bigger city. That's, yeah, there's a lot of more venues in Nanaimo. Oh, yeah. Even though they're smaller, there's still
0: a lot more of them. The Nanaimo's been a bit of a home yeah. away from home for us, which was really cool. Like yeah. when we first started getting out there and playing... Shows and meeting other bands and traveling Nanaimo Nanaimo, like, I felt like they took us in, like made lots of friends, got into the venues really well. And it was a really good thing for us.
1: Yeah. Okay. I caught that, but I don't know if the listener did when you said when we did a show together, did RH2 and uh, Vogue Villains do a show together? We
2: opened up for them on their tour at uh, the end of uh, the end at, at the coming home tour okay. and, then the, and then the summer festival that he's talking about happens in our backyard actually and and nobody's opening up for anybody there because the headliner was actually a friends of both of ours uh called Quadra sound and yeah, so we here, had ten right. bands over over about twelve hours uh sort yeah. of a mini mini summer festival have uh, we done it twice now we've done yeah twice oh. with you guys now yeah. And what, what's the name of the festival? Uh, it's actually been named a few different things. <laughs> what do you call it, Charlie?
0: <laughs> I, if yeah, if pressure's I was the on. summer, I had to write the
2: pressure's on. What's the name I'm going to come up with right now? <laughs> Have you used Woodstock yet? I was just going to say Woodstock. <laughs> Chucky's Woodstock. <laughs> oh, um, Bad Charlie it,
1: organizes it. Or
2: Bad Charlie, uh, yes, actually. And I might actually uh, uh, change it to that. But what yeah, was it yeah, called, The Garden
3: Party
1: last year? It, it
2: was called The Garden party last year i like year. it, it and, feels like a big garden uh,
0: yeah
2: and it, yeah. it did it was appropriate there was about 350 people and it was a great i mean it was awesome event. we we got some video of you guys and it's just stunning uh ron uh, obvious uh well-known engineer was the sound guy for the event and uh, yeah. there was some great there were some great bands there so including of course the vogue villains yeah. And then with okay. the other thing in
3: Cumberland, like the just to have them open up for us, like the the kindness to do that. They didn't have to do that. And we were playing a place where we told them we'll definitely sell out. And we were not sure that was going to happen.
0: Oh, yeah. When I booked yeah. that show, I was like, oh, we got a huge following. We'll be fine. I didn't think anybody was going to be there.
3: We were so <laughs> unsure. And that was great. And Rebel Heart was there. And we were uh, we were going. And then I remember uh standing at the door with the person who was counting the people and she's like yeah you you guys weren't kidding i was like about well, what and she's like uh we're over capacity this is this is oh, awesome. yeah so it, fe- it felt really great for us to come home after going on a little uh, bc alberta tour and then and then come back down and uh be like oh we missed you
1: oh <laughs> well, that's really cool and you've been recording outside in another location or are you recording locally for the new album
3: we actually did the new album in our garage for almost the entire thing. With, uh, oh, cool. We've done things in slightly bigger studios. We've done things in like uh, some parts of studios, some with, in our home. But we, we just kind of thought, if we can find a good producer... Um, and we can just spend the money on upgrading what we have. And like, I have a big garage and I just, we cleared everything out of it. And we, we built soundproofing and, and got the right gear. We got, uh, Malcolm Owen flood producing us. And, uh, we think that this homegrown stuff, it's sounding so incredible. It sounds better than anything we've ever done. And it sounds comparable to anything else we've listened to. If we can pull this off we'll just continue to save money every album, but we'll also have this cool homegrown story. Like we made this in our garage and it's blowing your faces off.
2: Nice. Yeah. And who's, cool. who's Malcolm? Uh,
3: Malcolm? Yeah. Malcolm uh, Malcolm is a producer. He used to be in uh, the band, uh, uh, the band of Rascals. Oh, okay. Rascals. Right? Oh.
1: oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Great band. Okay. So uh, is it more... Uh, I guess the term would be. Does it sound more live off the floor, doing it from yes, the garage?
0: And yes and no. Really, like we've, we we uh, we recorded in the way that let us really capture like that in your face live ebb and flow feeling of what it's like to go out and see a rock show. Yeah, and then we we were able to dress it up with, you know, like a high a really high quality production too. So it's you got that really big wall of sound, unrealistically huge, but we we have a good, um, a good vibe going.
3: Yeah. It kind you of
0: pulls you in every direction.
3: Yeah I, yeah. I, I, I'd say it feels, it feels live, but feels studio recorded at the same time. Like, I don't think there's any point where you'd be confused if it was live. I just think it has that mm. vibe and that feel.
1: Well, that's um, what I meant.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like that. Cause we like rawness and we like raw and intense, but we like to mix it with, um, you know, uh, specific and and just like hitting those points exactly where we want to we want it to sound tight too
1: very cool very cool wow. well, we're nice. we're gonna spin taste like sun right i knew i'd do it charlie i always <laughs> miss that okay so now we're gonna listen to taste like sin and then talk about the song and i think charlie was about to say something when we come back
2: Wow, that was awesome!
0: <laughs> Normally I when think that's I what I was going to say. Just say
2: song, it. Because I really don't remember cool. what I was going okay. to say.
0: Now, rehearse my really good reaction.
2: Uh, okay. Wow. Like <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: So uh, before, I, I love the track. Uh, do you have anything to say about Charlie or ask the man about it?
2: Yeah, you I mean, I've known these guys, especially Lucas, for quite a long time. So am I allowed to tell that story or not? Yeah, you say whatever you so, want, So, <laughs> uh, well, I just didn't know if that would interfere with what you guys have got going now. So before um, Lucas was Vogue Villains, he was with a group called How Could I? And at the time, I was um, running a business that was selling booze. And I decided to put this uh, competition <laughs> on where you could win... Basically, uh, a couple songs recording. I think it was, I think it was three songs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was uh, with a local uh, Dove Creek Studios. Was then I had Fender throw some stuff in. names anyway, so we put all these prizes together, and Lucas was one of the competitors at the time. Well, he ended okay. up winning first prize and getting actually the uh, the EP out. So I that's how that. I met Lucas way back in mm-hmm. the day, and we stayed friends. And then he, and of course we owned a pub back then, so Lucas would come and play the pub sometimes, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where this connection sort of came with Lucas and I, and we just ended up. Up staying friends. And then, as of course, they morphed into this bigger band, and I started this bigger band, things just sort of came into collision, so to speak. Right. Yeah. You know, and we kept bumping into each other and doing stuff together. And so we've developed a wonderful relationship. And of course the newest member, I'm just getting to know still, but I think I like him. <laughs> Fair.
3: I'm the least newest member. We got a couple of guys who aren't here. Yeah. Right. I know. Right.
2: So that's kind of the history behind uh, the Vogue villains in, in, in myself and Lucas. I so played
3: the chili cook off too. The
2: chili cook off <laughs> we cook-off. used to do, that was great. so that was like a funnest event of ever. Six bands over six hours, uh, Shay. <laughs> And what we did is we raised money for the homeless society and we'd raise anywhere from 18 to $20,000 in six hours, uh, here for the local community. So That's we've- been... That's
1: very cool. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of fun, uh, playing together, literally, you know, in different venues and so forth. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I've tried to encourage, uh, yeah. my good friends here. You got, then, you got me all of my starting stage it, time, it, in. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, when, when I joined this organization, the, uh, buzz, uh, media with my dear friend, now. I went I gotta get the Vogue Villains on so we appreciate
1: it Yeah. yeah I'm very very excited that you introduced So, uh tastes like sin incredible track uh who wrote it and what was the creative process behind it
3: well we both did we typically write uh I mean the band is heavily involved I feel like uh we're both the main writers and we help each other with the tracks when it, uh, when it comes out there. But, uh, the influence on that one, I feel like remember when we first started writing it and you, you brought me the riffs and then, yes. and then I told you that I had this lyrical idea because I heard something. Um, it was, it was in a documentary. It was like a true crime documentary. And somebody said, uh, you know, back in the seventies, like everyone just thought, you know, nothing bad happens to little girls in the daylight. And that's and they're like. Then we realize that that's not really what the way it is, and it started changing. And and uh-huh. and I just thought, what an interesting way to look at that. Like the daylight's safe, but the night is not. And then it just yeah. kind of developed into people creeping on women, and and then it became about uh, werewolves. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
1: <laughs> I, I, a lot of your, a lot of your, uh, if not both our are, tracks are, 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 have dark themes.
0: Yeah, I'd say there's there's a yeah. there's a, a, a darkness to all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. your top your top yeah.
1: Spotify streaming, uh, "What the Devil Makes Me Do," seven point two K, in streams. I, I love the track.
3: Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That was one of the first songs, I think that was the first song Lucas and I ever wrote together.
0: Yeah, it was the first one. Was that one?
3: And working it together and stuff. And that's, to me, when I look at it, I can specifically hear when you could, where uh, part by part, you could tell who wrote more of it as it kind of went together, because we're going, okay, well, you wrote that, I wrote this, you wrote this, and now eventually, now when you listen to songs, it's just... It just is Vogue Villains. Right.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting <laughs> writing process, too, because, like, the lyrics and the music, it kind of leans from one end to another. Like, sometimes, like, with "Taste Like Sin, um, I brought in a whole bunch of really old riffs that I had written forever. I don't even know how many years ago. Yeah. Um, brought them in, didn't know what to do with them, had them sitting around forever. Um, you know, Andrew and I sat down in his living room with a couple of acoustic guitars and just started jamming it out. And then... That um, one's was
3: almost done in that afternoon I think yeah. it was very very quick
0: and so that that's a good example of the I brought in some music andrew basically wrote I think he wrote all the lyrics for that and yeah. then, as soon as we brought the idea to the band, everybody kind of got their fingers in there and we, you know, pulling away at certain ideas and it kind of turned into what it was. So it's, it's a cool writing process. Nice, nice. So you guys collaborate with the other guys as well to a certain degree.
2: Like you bring the song to the table and oh, yeah. then they then say, hey, can we throw this riff in or can we pull this out or can we stop here, start yeah. here? Oh, totally. awesome. Everybody's idea gets explored. that. That makes it a band, right? Yeah. Like that makes it a true band. That's... We
3: hyper analyze yeah. things. We spend. Every option we can think of, of every single part of every song gets yeah. explored. And yeah. it's like, cause we, we refuse to say no, unless it doesn't, Unless we tried it, right? Yeah, you know, we refuse to that's say yes great. That's a great it. approach. And we've yeah. never had stopped crazy doing crazy ideas come yeah. from that. Just well, that's probably
2: why, because of that collaboration, right? Yeah. So, Because not everybody does that, right? You, yeah. You've got the the writer guy, right? So. Well, sometimes
3: <laughs> yeah. and a lot of times, uh, a writer like uh, I might write an entire skeleton of a song and bring it in, and be like, "Here's the whole song. Now let's build on here." Or yeah. Lucas might come in and be like, "I've got this entirely perfectly built verse. Now what do we do?" Yeah. Or kind yeah. of thing like nice. uh, so yeah. we do it in different waves. We're always doing it differently, but we just collaborate with each other heavily.
0: Cool. Well, actually,
1: what, sorry, Go? Go uh, ahead. I was going
0: to say, it, the, it helps a lot of creative anxiety for me, too, because I'll end up, what I do often is I'll sit around and I'll write something, either a piece of music or a lyric or maybe one that fits into the other. And then I'll be like, oh, God, I don't know what to do with it now. And then it's just like everything goes to a grinding halt. And then to be able to bring that to a band and be like, hey, check this thing out. And mm-hmm. then it starts just going and going. This ideas and it's just like... I don't know. It's uh, it's cool. It's It makes it a lot more fun to sit around and write because you don't have to sit around and
3: Force think it. that you have
0: to do the whole thing yourself, right? Like you just have yep. all these amazing people come in and make yeah. it good. Yeah, cool. You could
3: be like, I put everything I... Everything I have into this already, and I don't have any more, but I, so I can't finish the song. I mean, like the amount of songs that just came in that were just slightly unfinished and then
2: we finished and we're like,
3: oh my God. Yeah. But if it was yeah. somebody
2: by themselves who went, I yeah. have to be the writer. Yeah. It just wouldn't be done. I agree. And not only that, but I think you get the ownership then with the band too. Now they feel like, even though they are only maybe, you know, 2% of the song, whatever, it doesn't matter. The fact that they suddenly go, no, I'm part of this song I, yeah. I've contributed. And, and yeah. that creative energy comes out in the band on stage and I've seen you guys on stage, so I know your creative energy just it emulates on the stage like right? share it yeah. of those and i want that's p- probably part of the reason why right Is because of that interaction with all you guys and all that you know you're including everybody you yeah know? i
3: think we take i think everyone takes ownership in what we do and we yeah. all feel like it's ours or even singly mine and and his and stuff but together yeah and i and uh rob johnston is our uh keyboardist and guitarist and
2: um he's the newest member right he's the newest member yeah yeah. and then nate
3: cox on the drums uh which i said that just like we do live nate cox (laughs) on the drums (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh, he is also there like without them we wouldn't be vogue villains and i don't think we truly became vogue villains until i mean we we did things before it was what it is now but this is vogue villains and that's why this album that's coming is
2: that's amazing nice
3: definitive that's amazing
1: one thing i do notice about the band that's different uh to quite a lot of bands is all members do vocals
3: i believe at some point all members did vocals and then um we we replaced one of our old buddies uh nick vandershaft he was replaced with rob johnston and he doesn't sing yet
0: but we know he can. But we know he can. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: on the website, so you already yeah. labeled them and vote. <laughs> yeah,
3: we keep telling him he will, and uh, we're that's just going. to
1: cool. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. think
3: we can force him to do it eventually. But, uh, like every practice, uh, just looking at him with a glare, just like, come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty cool hearing about uh, the band and the energy and your creative process, and we're gonna listen to bleed. Next, right. and uh, uh, talk about the song when we get back.
3: All right,
0: I am the man with a
1: actually this was my well, my favorite of the two uh i like both but i love this um the man with all the bright mood all the right moves <laughs> yeah. dress to impress i got the drugs like, incredible incredible lyrics
3: thank you so yeah, much I'm Glad you incredible. Did
1: it. i was blown away
2: <laughs> oh um, my god
3: i can't away. wait till you hear the rest of the album too <laughs> yeah. you have to
2: come to the garden party if nothing else then <laughs> yeah
1: oh my god yeah my, one of my best friends is langley she would love to party with you guys
2: yeah. <laughs> just
4: across the water and she's single.
1: Yeah. we let we let me i'm married she yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, can stay so, in the band room uh, <laughs> i love that it's, it's not i wouldn't term it as political rock but it almost had that vibe
4: i think uh,
3: it has against the like the the feeling of assholes against assholes yeah so
1: like <laughs> again the suits you want to say <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well a while ago uh we were approached by somebody claiming to be looking out for the better, the better interests of our band but, but when knew, they claim
1: it you know they're not <laughs> yeah we we
0: knew that wasn't the case and that we were probably going to get used um so bleed was kind of written as like an over-the-top dramatization of what they said to us, right? So oh, really? it was kind of intended to be, you know, like... It's jokey. Yeah, like, and a reminder to, you know, do your research on people, right? Like, don't buy yeah. the first dream that you're sold, uh, to quote Billy Talent, love right, those guys, right. um, you know, and because um, you know what you want as an artist or just as an individual, right? So. And there are many ways that you can succeed and many people to help get you there. So you don't have to hedge your bets on one person, right? Like, you know what you feel is right. And you have to be able to trust yourself to back out if something hits you the wrong way. So that's sort of, you know, where a lot of the inspiration for Bleed came from.
3: And we said no to things that, you know, I don't, wouldn't want to say specifically what they are, but we've said no to some things that people might be like, well, that's insane. <laughs> we're, like, right, right. we're Like, no, it doesn't feel right. If one person, like, you know, we're, we're a democracy in our band and we do votes and stuff, but if we've always said, if one person feels deeply strongly about something, they get that, yeah. We give people that. And, and we've said no to some things and we're just like, this feels wrong. Uh, despite what it sounds like, so we said no, and and then uh, the song kind of came. Lucas brought that with the ideas of uh, of writing from the perspective of that person, uh, kind of the not not the person that we've spoken to, or one of the people we've spoken to, but like yeah. the sleazy maybe promoter manager thing and and not that they all are we know some great managers and promoters but like do that from that perspective and that just became fun and just like being cocky and (laughs) totally weird Uh, and saying like
1: listen i've got the drugs you
0: know like a good play on the i just care about your well-being type people right yeah yeah they make make themselves a joke anyway
1: so uh where is the rest of the album going to be the same vibe as the two tracks that we're spinning tonight oh. or are we in for some surprises like a ballad or
0: oh, yeah. I think everybody's going to be in for a few good twists and turns there's I think I think we've done a really good job at establishing like a really good bass feeling for the whole album but i there's definitely going to be some good twists and turns in there yeah
3: like i i believe in general uh which i'm really proud of i think that when you listen to our music if you didn't know who it was uh or you didn't know that we made new music and we sent it to you you'd go that's vogue villains so i think that we have a sound so i think that comes across in our album i also think that this album has a vibe but I also am really happy that with the first two EPs, we've we've shown ourselves to be not something you'd be like, oh, okay, well, I heard that song, so I know what the album's gonna sound like. you yeah, yeah, like, right. Yeah. Even yeah. if you heard four songs, you still wouldn't quite know what the album's gonna sound
2: like yeah, with us. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. You guys have a very unique and distinct sound, so They're, definitely get, recognizable, yeah. which is awesome, right? Because then you know
0: you're not confused, so yeah. you do go, hey, oh, hey. I...
2: Films. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and an <laughs> eclectic, right? Like and it's
0: yeah, that's you, something we've always strived for too, because the both of us love surprising music, stuff that you just don't expect. Yeah, yeah, right. And so just to be able to get behind the wheel of making an album that we deeply believe has that is yeah, very exciting.
3: Yeah. Oh, you thought it was going to go this way? Perfect. We'll go the other way. <laughs> yeah, we'll be totally. Yeah. But there the, the there, idea of know. like eclectic songs being made into a cohesive piece of art is, I think, the main goal of this, and that's what I think we've achieved.
1: And nice. so from that perspective, would you call this a concept album or as a compilation of songs that create that, a cohesive feel?
3: I think maybe conceptually a vibe, but uh, maybe not a fully conceptual album. I think that each song you could tie to the other ones and be like, "I this one makes sense because of this one and that one kind of ties to this one that one ties to this one but i don't know if it would be a cohesive full story like a full concept album but yeah. i i think you could find conceptually most of those songs are tied together even though they are all written years apart
0: yeah totally like you know like a general vibe of the album i guess this being the first album um i think would really be a good snapshot of Where we are now, what we've gone through to get to where we are now in terms of the work, um, feelings, relationships gained, relationships lost, more importantly, I think. Yeah. Um, So it's a really good snapshot of everything we've had to do, I think, to make this work as well as it does.
3: And the true Vogue villains, like I was saying, we feel like we've confidently had all the members that we believe we need to be to be the true Vogue villains. And uh, yeah, I think this album shows that off.
2: And that's a great feeling, isn't it? Once you know that the band is now the band and oh, shelling, yeah. right? It's, yeah, that's right.
0: so awesome. Well, like when we, you know, at practice, yeah. play any shows or even just at practice, like looking around, I always think like I could not imagine myself doing any of this without these three other specific people. It just wouldn't wouldn't work. Yeah, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Yeah,
3: I can't believe we're, we're incredibly lucky to yeah. have found each other, especially in a small city and a small island community with a lack of venues and lack of motivation and all these different things that come along with it. We are incredibly lucky to have found what we
2: have. Yeah, found. but like you said, though, the the one Definitely thing that, that the way. island has is a good music feel to it. It's got a vibe. It's It's got a strong musical background when you look at it And does. I'm talking about the, the people that play. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Not the venues, obviously, but definitely the people that play. There's a really large group when you really look at this. Oh way. yeah. Vancouver Island's music the, heavy. You Very know, music heavy. That 15 year old kid, I can't even remember his name right now that plays on the Rikus or whatever his name is. It plays on the streets uh, busking. Have you ever seen him? He, oh, he's, oh, he's the right. talented little kid by the way, like 14 or 15 years old, all the way up to, you know, the, the John Mondays that are, you know, ancient and that used to play with Brian Adams. They, they're totally over there, right. So yeah.
0: I actually met him for the first time the other day, John Monday.
1: (laughs) That's So, how, when, when did you guys pick up your guitar?
0: Oh, when did I pick up mine? I think, I want to say going into grade 10. So like 2008 or something.
3: Which is the insane thing because this guy is so, (laughs) so good. So good at guitar. It is mind blowing. And I started probably a handful of years before him. I was, 11 when I first got my first guitar. And I didn't figure out that I uh, should have been a bassist until me and Lucas. Made a <laughs> really? <laughs> I can pl- yeah, I can play guitar. And, and then but when we started, like, we were just kind of like, uh, like his old band that we talked about before, like, it's, it's not the same band. It didn't come from that band. We are a separate band. But mm-hmm. I was asked to play bass in his band. And I said, no, I don't do that. So, <laughs> so why, why would I? I'm Like, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, please, we just need someone to fill it same. We came to you specifically to do this. I'm like, why did you come to me? I'm a rhythm guitarist who sings like I'm mostly a singer.
0: That's um, why we came to you. <laughs>
3: right, right. So we we're doing tons of harmonies and stuff. But I told him I was like, if, if you seriously want me to be a bassist, I'm not going to be a bassist who thinks he's a guitarist, I want to be a bassist. Um, but then with that and us working together so hard it very quickly went from like uh okay well I just want to do some easy stuff here and and it just became more and more complicated until I was just like I think I have found my groove I am a bassist it took me like two years to even admit that and then uh but I'm a bassist (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bassist who plays all about the bass yes you
1: know I have a a bevy of bass jokes that I could actually go on but I won't
3: I'm so I I have no problem with being a bassist my thing was like I told them for so long like I they'd be like oh man you you've gotten so much better because we grew together I like I said I was a guitarist and then they tell me I'm better I'm just like yeah I'm not a bassist yet though I I, I haven't felt it and I remember telling him maybe a, a, two years ago I just went oh my god I think I'm a bassist. <laughs> I think I'm finally a bassist. We'd already oh, put yeah. out some EPs and I was just like, I think I'm a bassist. And some people like, I think I play it like it's a guitar, but I don't play it like I wish I was a guitarist. You know what okay. I mean? So like I'm yeah, playing it yeah. like bass. Like yeah. I love that rhythm, but I shred it and and go on stage. Like I got, like I'm playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, nice. So That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: I love to see that
3: oh i i hope you do like, such fury,
0: oh, fury. <laughs> just
3: pure rage i'm pointing at people like you i'm a bassist you <laughs> somebody said that
0: to me once like your bass player he's just furious and it's awesome <laughs> That's Yeah, awesome. I, I like to convince well, there's the crowd some, there's some
2: great <laughs> lead lead band guys that are bass players right oh, yeah. oh absolutely I mean, so, right? so i'm trying so, so, to get the obvious getty lee i'm referring to you isn't david Gould from uh isn't he a bass player singer am i, am oh. I uh David Ghoul from, um, oh God, he was Nirvana's bass player. David oh, Dave Grohl. Sorry. Groll. No, he, he's oh, frontman guitar player. Oh okay.
0: yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. he was a bass
2: player for some reason, but okay. Right yeah. There. But yeah, you yeah. had Toby, there, there, there goes my moment there was of... a David Gould out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is this? Dude, he sounds Gould, spooky. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he does look like a ghoul. Let's be honest. Right? <laughs> or like, uh, oh, Fat he's Mike a handsome no boy. you know
1: what? There's a lot of, uh, bands that, uh, uh had their bass player as a lead there was getting Lee with rush yeah staying with the police then oh, yeah, with the man. cars
3: yeah it's yeah. it's a lot more than you'd think and then like, is. i remember yeah. when i started playing bass people telling me um well you can't you can't play with a pick and i'm like well oh, that's... that's i mean i've been playing guitar for a bunch of years so that's how i'm gonna play and then eventually yeah. like well don't worry you'll get better you'll start playing with your fingers and and i got to a point where i went <laughs> No. And then I start looking at all my favorite bassists, uh, or most of them, anyways. I'll play with a pick. Yeah. So when you know what you guys are being real cocky, I can play
0: whatever <laughs> I want. Over and like and yeah, talk about rude too. It's like there shouldn't really be any rules. Right? No, it's mean, constant. <laughs> I, oh, you're right. Better. There is that. There is that finger thing. I know.
2: All oh, about. I think it's yeah. impressive. I have it no is. problem with yeah. it. But
3: I play with the pick, and yeah. and my, some of my favorite ones do. And I don't think yeah. there's. It's just a different style.
2: You know, it probably helps you singing using a pick because you know when you're doing the finger thing, you, you're a lot of concentration is on the rhythm part of it, yes. right? Yeah. Because you're, you're copying whatever. <laughs> (laughs) the drummers doing on the bass and so forth right Uh where the pick I think you would be doing more just the straight rhythm kind of I mean mean, I'm constantly hitting notes and stuff too
3: like I'm not just hitting the the main chords there like that was my point when we first started I was just like I don't want to just be that guy who's just like yeah I'm a guitarist I can play just the root notes (laughs) yes right so I didn't want to do that but with the picking I think that does help that for sure um yeah I think I think that I was always a fine rhythm guitarist. And the right. reason I was good at it was probably because I should have been playing bass. Like yeah, I, I groove right. with the drummer quite well. Yeah. And, and that's why I can sing the way I do, because I don't have to think about it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up that's working right. out because yeah. a lot of bass
2: players can't play and sing. I, our bass player can't play and sing. Right. He, he I yeah. end up playing bass, actually, right. when, when he sings just for that reason, because he just can't do both because right. you know? yeah. of that rhythm thing. Right. Well, so it, takes it looks place. it looks yeah.
0: very challenging. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: There's things we separate that way where like I'll be like, hey, I wrote this cool bass riff, but I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, why? Because like, I'm singing there and they're like, OK. And then and then I'll just like it'll happen out of nowhere. Like a week later, I'm like, yeah, I was wrong. I can do it and I can sing it at the same time. and They're like, we told you you could. I'm like, I don't know but this other thing I wrote I can't do that either
1: (laughs) Uh, you're in good company because a lot of lead singers also play the bass so yes yeah yeah company so where is the best place for the band uh for fans to catch you on social media to look for you look what you're doing get your album announcement all that Uh, stuff
0: Instagram would be the biggest one. So it would be Vogue Villains Band is the handle, and that's where you'll see pretty much everything. Um, That's the most active place. Cool. Vogue Villains Band. Vogue Villains Band. Don't forget the
2: band. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are a band, but I'm just saying, don't forget about it. We look at Instagram. We (laughs)
3: didn't want band on there, but it it had to be. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say we've learned over the years uh, that villains is extremely hard to spell every venue i was waiting for this to come up (laughs) it turns out that both the words vogue and villains are i don't know why extremely hard to spell but we've done for years so uh v-o-g-u-e-v-i-l-l-a-i-n-s we've 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 now we've just gotten so used to we went on tour every every sign every place everywhere we've gone vogue villains is spelled wrong so
1: that's I I you, you got me that. to look at my show notes and go, "Did I spell it uh, right?"
0: Spell you were right? good. I was, I was looking at them. I was like, "Oh, she nailed it. She that's nailed good." It. We want to get a
3: shirt that just has like, uh, just like all Vogue villains, Vogue villains, Vogue, uh, <laughs> vogue villains, Vouger villains, and then just have them all crossed yeah. out, and just in the middle, have Vogue villains spelled properly. That's actually a great
0: idea, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's that a really, really good idea. idea. Oh, yeah. vogue, vogue villains. We actually yeah. had somebody yeah. write on a chalkboard. They spelled yeah. Vogue, but they put an R in there. Yeah, that's how did that happen? I don't know. Insane. I remember
2: when you guys showed up for the garden party and the name was up on on everybody's board right and you went oh you got the spelling right and i thought why wouldn't i but now that you're saying what you're saying i the, i get it
0: it's insane it's a often. soft spot yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, well, I love
0: the
1: we'll, we'll, well i'll out. make sure to spell it right on the profile
0: <laughs> you're a gem thank,
1: you. Uh, thank you We're just
3: trying to teach people how to spell
1: thank <laughs> you so much for coming out uh it was thanks for having really us. fun having you on the show
2: yeah guys it's been awesome great thanks shay Until next time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah,
3: Yeah, thank you very much.
2: Charlie and I are
1: signing out. Thanks for coming on.
4: And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning
0: into the show. Sponsored by The Buzzer Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their requests to Shay at thebuzzroll.com.